Welcome to Live Courageously, podcast show number 10 of 2023. I'm your host, John Duffy, and this is my 26th podcast show since the start of the year ago. Live Courageously has been the conscious theme of my life for the last three years since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, and it's been an unconscious theme for most of my life. If you haven't seen the previous 25 podcasts with some of my amazing, courageous friends sharing their powerful stories of overcoming all odds and going on to live powerful lives, you can watch them on my John Duffy Live Courageously YouTube channel. And I have another 50 friends uh, plan to be guests on my future shows. I'm definitely blessed with a lot of amazing friends. So keep coming back every week, Sunday at 2 p.m. to watch uh, uh, the new shows as they go live. So why live courageously? Um, because fear, in my opinion, is just a reaction, but courage is a choice. And I suggest that you consciously choose courage and faith over fear every time you experience fear to get you through life and to deal with whatever life may throw at you in the future. And it will throw stuff at us so that we don't want or like. So choose courage. Today, my guest is someone who uh, typifies that uh, in his whole life. And he's a major general James Johnson, U.S. Air Force, uh, retired and also now the CEO of a great organization, Operation Gratitude, that I've been a volunteer uh, for years and also had the opportunity at one point to be an ambassador for them when they had that program going. But let's go on, James, uh, and let me share his experience. James is a senior executive with leadership experience across operations, logistics, talent management, and human resilience. He's served over 30 years in the United States Air Force and now is the president and chief executive officer for Oper officer, yes, for Operation Gratitude, a nonprofit organization. In his current role, G uh, James leads a team of professional and grassroots volunteers and supporters nationwide with the mission to honor the service of our military and first responders by creating opportunities for Americans to express their gratitude. Hundreds of thousands of service members and first responders receive care packages every year from Operation Gratitude. And I think James will share what the number is now, but it's in the millions. Um, and they get these packages from volunteers and supporters. Operation Gratitude envisions a future where all who serve believe that the American people care. James previously served on the board of directors for the Flag and General Office Network a nonprofit veteran corporation of admirals and general officers and dedicated to the personal and professional growth and service to the nation. He currently serves as the vice chairman for the U.S. Air Force Academy Board of Visitors and as a committee member for the Department of Defense's Advisory Committee on Diversity and Inclusion. James holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in political science from the University of Puget Sound, a Master's of Business Administration degree from St. Martin's College, a Master's of Arts degree in National Security and Strategic Studies from the U.S. Naval War College, and a Master's of Science degree in National Resource, Resource Strategy from the Industrial College of the Armed Forces. Greetings and welcome to Major Gen General James Johnson. Gr greetings, my friend. <laughs> Great wow. to see you, John. Great. That's a lot. That's a lot to read. I'm sorry, you you had to read all that. Well, it's it's a lot to read, but you know when you read as I'm reading it, I'm going, wow. This is not only a lot to read, but it's a lot to experience. And your experiences both in the military, but even in your education, the amount of education you've had at so many levels, 
of different types. I, I'm just impressed by, as I read it, it impressed me even more. I was like, wow, what was I doing when I was that age? But um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, um, I was really blessed to be uh, part of a journey in the military that includes um, educational experiences. And that, that's what our military does for so many uh, Americans, you know, that, that uh, raise their hand to serve. And, and um, I'm just really appreciative of the fact that, um, that I had those experiences because of that service. Well, I usually start the show, um, and can I call you James? Is absolutely, that- absolutely, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, James, I usually start the show with two questions. One is, how did we meet? Uh, when did we first meet? And then the second question is, what does live courageously mean to you? So let's start with the first one, and then uh, I'd love your uh, opinion on the second one as well. Yeah, so um, we met at uh, late August uh, 2021. Uh, there was, uh, as I came on board, uh, there was we did a town hall with blue shirts, and we can kind of get get into more of that later. But um, folks that have volunteered for many years, some from the very beginning, with Operation Gratitude, are known as blue shirts, and there's a whole history and story behind uh, what they do and why they're called blue shirts. But I was uh, fortunate to meet uh, the the folks that really established Operation Gratitude, and you were there uh, amongst them as well. And so I. I really enjoyed getting a chance to shake your hand and, and just to talk to you a little bit about the work you've been doing there in, in California and, and really um, across the country. Well, it was, it was great meeting you and it, you know, you, you stepped into taking over and uh, obviously it was during the COVID period. And so, you, you know, you stepped into this and you're, and we'll get to you, like you said, we'll get to Operation Gratitude, to what it does, its history, what it did during COVID and what it continues to do today. But, you know, it, during that period, you had to take the organization and pivot it to keep it functioning and continuing to do its mission and expand its mission during that time, which is what you did. So it was an honor to meet you that day. Yeah. Um, and just the second question is just what is li- and obviously you've had such a broad uh, experience in lifetime. What does live courageously mean to you? Well, I would agree with you that um, that courageous is different than bravery in that um Bravery is more of a quality than, than courageous is, and courageous is, is a choice that those, those who are living courageously have decided to do that in spite of any fear that they might have, uh, in spite of any um, apprehension uh, to go forward in, in spite of that because of a, possibly a cause that's driving them. And I think, you're, you know, what you do, you've done, but also what you do with Operation Gratitude is to recognize those people in the military, in the first responders, and all those people who on a day to day basis, you know, yes, they uh, sometimes it's bravery that they uh, represent, but sometimes it's making a choice in the face of fear to be courageous in that incident where somebody else might not have the uh, ability to make that choice or not choose to make that choice. And yet they make it on a daily basis which yeah. is why I honor them in, uh, on a regular basis like your organization does is so important, I believe. Yeah, our, our military and our first responders live that, um, that ethic daily, uh, that, that spirit of being courageous, knowing that at any moment they could be called to go into the face of danger. And, and I think a lot of it because of the training that we um, provide to our military and first responders, that training serves them um, when that moment comes where there might be some some danger 
and they have to go into that danger, uh, put aside any fear, and um, and live courageously in that moment. Uh, let's go back because yeah. um, you had a long lifetime. Let's go back to your beginning, your personal story. Where did you start out? How did you join the military? Why the Air Force? And mm. and then we'll go a little bit into. I'm gonna put up some. Uh, some of all the uh, jobs that you did in a minute, but t tell us a little bit, you know, what was your background that took you to the Air Force, that took you to leadership? What was that in you that became that? Well, I, I'd say, you know, I was a military brat growing up. So I was born, uh, my dad was serving in the army at the time, Was he was in Vietnam that uh, first couple of years of my life. And uh, and so then we trapped, once he came back, we traveled from, you know, base to base in, in sort of military fashion. He served 20 years, and so a lot of my early years were while he was in the military. We lived in places like uh, Arizona, down in Fort Huachuca. We lived in Ethiopia um, wow. for, for a small period before they went Marxist. Uh, that uh, It's actually in, in uh, Eritrea now, uh, the, that location, but also in Germany and in Washington State, Fort Lewis, and so in different places, uh, following my dad around, uh, my parents uh, around. I had two siblings growing up, so I was the middle child. That that probably tells some some people will probably think you know that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, I ended up going to high school in Washington State. My dad retired out at Fort Lewis. Okay. And then I went to school uh, here locally at University of Puget Sound, and uh, and it was really a, a bit of chance. I knew I was going to go into the military, and I I knew because I really felt comfortable with the community that was the military, having grown up and, and been in places where, you know, the majority of the time as a child, I'm, I spent in either a school where most of the kids, if not all the kids were military or uh, on a base where, you know, dependent youth association activities were all military um, and, and just, you know, shopping on base and doing all those things. That was sort of the community that surrounded me that made me feel that I, I, I was, I belonged there and then the other one was just sort of interacting with, you know, my my father and, and their friends that were also in the military and uh, and just learning a, a little bit about what what it meant to serve. And so um, when I was graduating from high school and wasn't certain, you know, which direction to go, which service, and that, all of that, I had a friend who actually was going to Air Force ROTC and invited me to to join him for their leadership laboratory. And it was on that night that I I realized. I really wanted to join the Air Force. There's just, uh, it was a culture that I really um, immediately gravitated towards. I felt the instructors at the ROTC there were, were really uh, amazing. And uh, I just kept going. And, and so then in 1987, graduated from Uni University of Puget Sound and was commissioned. And, you know, my parents obviously supported me going to the military because they were familiar with it too, right? Today, that's not the case. There are a lot of family members who are unfamiliar with the military and don't necessarily encourage their children to join. And uh, so, so I, you know, maybe we'll have a chance to talk about that later, but I think there's a great opportunity for, for families to encourage their, um, their children to, to join our military and serve for some of the reasons you already highlighted, you know, there are just some really great benefits uh, to joining, not just the education, but just the learning and experiences that I gained throughout, throughout all that, that time. So I joined, um, actually commissioned in 87 and came on active duty in 88 and uh, over to my first assignment in Europe uh, with ground launch cruise missiles. Well, I'm just going to throw up a couple of your assignments, all the jobs you've done, just so the audience can take a look at them. As you can see, you're commanding um, in Africa, right up here at the top of the thing. 
as well as the Air Force director. That's just some of his resume. Here's more uh, of things that you've done um, both in the Air Force and also in the civilian world, and then finishing up, uh, going up to uh, president of, and CEO of Operation Gratitude and additional stuff in the military. So you've had a long, you know, uh, a lot of experience. And like you said, I had a, um, a great experience. I did it last year and this year to go watch the air show with the uh, Thunderbirds and the uh, Blue Angels. And yeah. just, you know, to be cl up close and personal for me with these young men and women who are, you know, uh, both the pilots, uh, right. the amazing pilots, you know, it's like you're watching Maverick, but for real. And then, <laughs> but all the people around them too, the people who service them, the right. mechanics, the, you know, every single person. Bears, that, historian, you know, everyone. Yeah, the whole team was just such yeah. amazing people. And you just realize the amount of uh, commitment and service. And that was the message that, uh, one, uh, matter of fact, the head of pilot from the Thunderbirds put forward, which kind of echoes. And I talked to him personally for a while, was the message of service that, yes. you know, we we got to get over this culture of selfies and the, cul the culture of narcissism and get back to the culture of service. And I think that was a great message. And I think, you know, maybe you can expound upon that. And then we're going to get into it more when we talk about service in the civilian world, like Operation Gratitude. But for me, it hit me hard that, you know, that message needs to get out into the culture even stronger. Yeah. I, you know, each of the services has their sort of core values. Some of those are unique to that service just based on their sort of mission and purpose. And uh, the Air Force uh, Thunderbirds, I, I think, are just amazing ambassadors for for our nation. Uh, really, you know, the planes are red, white and blue for a reason, because it really represents um, service to to the country, not to any particular service. But um, they go out and around the world to share with um, with people everywhere, um, you know, how powerful um, the country is, obviously, to, to have this sort of precision uh, flight team, but also um, that that we are ambassadors, uh, both in, inside our own country, where, you know, they, they uh, help to recruit our next generation of airmen, but uh, also to, to just show the, the, uh, the importance of having a, uh, a strong and, and uh, talented military. The, um, what I'd also say is uh, that the core values for the Air Force are service, excellence, and integrity. And service before self is, the, is that sort of first um, uh, core value that I think about because you're you're spot on that 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 is essentially the type of people that are serving in our military. They are thinking about what the nation needs, not what they need. And so when we talk about sacrifice, there are a lot of sacrifices that our military uh, uh, does every every day, not just the, the member, but their families, too. They serve and sacrifice alongside the military member and then and then excellence excellence in all we do and so you know that that's what the thunderbirds sort of represent when you see that precision formation and then the integrity piece right that that in today's day and age where people are questioning facts and and all of that that you would never question you know an individual serving in the military that's the sort of uh, way that they they wake up every day is that their their integrity be would be unquestionable, right? That they will always do the right thing. Yeah. So, so I, and, and I think service before self is, is really key to this. Um, it, it would change the character of a lot of our nation to have more people serving. 
Well, you know, to, to just pivot back to what you said a little bit earlier, you talked about when you went into the military, you know, your family was military and a lot more people were where mm -hmm. now the amount of people you won our military is relatively uh, so small with, you know, 1% of the population actually in the military, I guess, I think it's 1%, but it's a small percent of their population. Mm -hmm. And the amount of people who know family members who are in the military, obviously de decreased uh, uh, because of that. So, you know, that too, not having that knowledge of the uh, military and what it does for most of the population, they don't have a clue really. And I know right. you know, until I uh, did some work with the Marine Corps, I didn't have a clue either because I never got a chance to be up close and personal and see what people uh, did in the military and, and see that uh, uh, selfless sacrifice, et cetera. But talk a little bit about that, you know, because you said yeah. you wanted to get back to that little point. Well, I, I would say that when I came in in, uh, in 2000, uh, in 1998, um, I'm sorry, 1988, we had just over 600,000 airmen. When I got out in 2018, we had just over 300,000 airmen. Wow. That's, the, that's how significant that uh, reduction has been in terms of people serving. And, um, and as the nation's continuing to grow, while that proportion of the service, uh, individual serving has, has gotten a small, to be a smaller proportion of that, um, you can see how it's difficult for some young Americans who are sort of in that eligible population to know what does it mean to serve? Where I could turn, you know, my father and I had other, you know, friends whose parents had served that I could turn and have some understanding of what does it mean to serve? And, and the fact that, you know, when, when called upon, you'll go where the nation needs you to go without questioning it. And that, that may require, potentially require you to give your life. And that, that sort of selflessness uh, really requires you to live courageously, right? Knowing that, that that could be a potential outcome for you. Given your uh, uh, background, uh, what was like, say, what stood out as some of the best or the most um, challenging experiences for you in the Air Force? in your career? Uh, was it particular places you uh, went to or was it missions that you were on? You know, what kind of kept you uh, filled with passion of being in there so long? What were some of the, the highlights? It's interesting. When I was a really uh, young officer, I remember I was uh, traveling with a senior officer and we were at dinner and I asked him that, asked him a similar question, you know, what was your favorite uh, sort of assignment? And he said, they were all great. And at first I thought, yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of weak, you know, you got to give me more than that. That's and right. You know, the problem is that over time, not the problem, but, but what I learned over time was he's right for different oh, reasons. They're, they're, they were all great for different reasons. And it also, as I thought about it, I enjoyed those. I, I, I really embraced the opportunities at each of those places to really um, appreciate, you know, what, what was all around, you know, too often we're just moving and you know, how they say stop and smell the roses. You really right. do need to stop and take and be appreciative, right? Be grateful, uh, show gratitude for what's right there where you are. And so I think back when I was, you know, my first assignment, ground launch cruise missiles, we were, we were um, serving in Germany at the time with tactical nuclear weapons. It was really an important time for our nation as the end of the cold war. You know, uh, President Reagan signed the uh, Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Agreement that actually uh, reduced those, got rid of those, as well as the Pershings that the Army was using. And um, I just felt like I was a part of something special. And I really, um, because that was my first assignment, um, 
got to experience what it means to be a part of a unit, right? That, mm-hmm. that there is this uh, camaraderie that you just, you can't, you can't find it anywhere else in the military is just different, right? That's right. the camaraderie and um, that you care about the person on your right and your left in a different way that, that you care about the people that work for you in a way that you, you um, care about them 24 seven. It's not just while they're working. You, you, you know, I, I, I know if you're out having a tough time at home or, you know, whether you're single or married family, whatever, and I, I really started to learn that and grew in that as I became uh, a leader, had leadership opportunities later on in my career. But, you know, I think about operational assignments that I had where I was flying, uh, just just great opportunities to go around the world and have an impact, you know, with uh, with uh, other American forces, but also with other uh, some of our uh, allies and, and partner nations that we did exercises with and. And so, so I love that, that part of it, even, even in assignments where it was a staff tour, which, you know, most of us kind of said, we you don't want to go to staff, but the learning that, that took place there. So you can understand why things were done the way they were. Um, it gave you a wholly different perspective when you went back to the field. And then uh, I think about opportunities like, you know, being responsible for all the DOD logistics in Africa, uh, which was, you know, it's three times the size of the United States. It's just that military gives you uh, so many opportunities. I just never would have envisioned that one or that I was when I was in charge of Air Force recruiting. There's just I mean, I as I go through each assignment there, each one of them was special for different reasons. Well, I can only, you know, as someone like like I said, when I was at the air show um, and speaking with the crew, I guess they got about one hundred and thirty people who are part of the crew for the Thunderbirds. And, you know, all the young men and women I spoke to individually, you know, they kind of echo what you're saying. One, the care for each other. You could see the care was right. 24-7, right? right? They were a team like no other team. And, and that was so special. And But then the opportunity that they got, I spoke with one young man who kind of grew up in, you know, in poverty and a working class kid and, you know, worked at uh, stores and, you know, just target and just anything right. to survive and now he just felt like his life just stepped to another level so right. proud so excited about the opportunity and the adventure that he had just went on by joining and being selected for this group of people to be able to be part of it so that was just amazing but i i think i that echoes what you said so well i mean the other question i have for you is is and i think it's so important too is is people being leaders and you were a leader throughout your career and continue to be a leader and I think sometimes people have to understand what is leadership? What does a leader do and how important it is to be a real leader that leads by example? And, and you you had enough experience to do that. So maybe you can share some thoughts on leadership and what it means to be a leader. Yeah, I think it's really important for um, this sort of framework of leadership to ha- be founded in some expertise, right? That that you have some, um, you know, you've rolled up your sleeves and, and done the work, right? In some form or fashion, in some uh, field of endeavor, right? And so I had those opportunities. Again, <clears throat> as you watch in the military, as you grow, you start out in some sort of functional requirement, whether you're, you know, in a tank or you're on infantry or you're flying planes, there's some functional um uh, expertise that you grow, right? And in that, you understand what it takes to train, what it takes to have discipline, right? Um, all of those things, what it takes to to develop your mind and um, and and work with others, all the things that you'll need that will serve you better um, and, and well when you're a leader. And then 
you know, leaders really need to um, be mentored and 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 uh, watch others who've who've led to learn some of the things that you, you won't pick up on your own as a leader. You know how to mentor others and and uh, interpersonal skills and how to communicate uh, well with with others that you're leading. At the end of the day, you know, leader is relied on to sort of provide a vision of where the that your team is going and then to make sure that all of those uh, teammates are properly resourced to get there and uh and encouraged along the way and feel like they 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 they're contributing and what they do matters right so so at the you know at the end of the day i i always enjoy going into an organization and and then collaboratively building you know where is it we're going make sure everybody's on the same page what is it we do um why do we show up where are we going how do we know we're going to get there and then uh, and then resourcing them to do that, right? To get them to that to that uh, future destination and and cheering them on all the way. So after all these years of uh, service in the military and uh, service to our nation, you continue to serve in a new capacity, and and you chose to um, work and become the CEO of Operation Gratitude. So I'm just going to throw up a little uh, thing of Operation Gratitude. What the mission is of Operation Gratitude. I'm sure you know it well as a CEO. And what um, made you take that step forward? Why Operation Gratitude? And what about Operation Gratitude resonated with you personally, given your uh, experiences over your career? You know, it actually was tied to my last assignment in the military. I was um, the director for uh, human resilience for all the airmen in the Air Force and uh, active duty guard, reserve and one of the things that we learned that I learned and we knew in uh, in that role was how important showing gratitude was both to the person that receives the gratitude as well as the person that is um, is showing the gratitude. And we know that, you know, there's this release of serotonin and dopamine that that is a chemical reaction in your brain that makes you feel better about life in general. Right. So it's a it affects your well-being. And, and, you know, I define well-being to be sort of your general life satisfaction, your sense of purpose and your sort of emotional stability. And when I uh, went to some of my first uh, uh, assembly events where people, volunteers were showing up to show gratitude, I saw it ha happening over the course of the, that uh, event. And, it, and it's a sense of joy that it, you know, people get because they have this common purpose when they show up at the assembly event. And there's this uh, general life satisfaction that they're doing good. And then there's, and it creates a sort of uh, emotional stability in that you're with all these other people that are happy and, and you sort of, that, that sort of overtakes that whole group. And when I uh, was first approached about the opportunity to join Operation Gratitude, I actually didn't know a lot about the organization at all. So I actually had to dig in and learn more, uh, got a chance to meet with some of the board members, uh, met with some of the volunteers, longstanding volunteers. Some of them were actually on staff. I got a chance to talk to them. And uh, the more I learned about the organization, every, every, every turn, it just, it was shouting at me, this is it. This is the place that you want to be. And, you know, after I joined, it just, uh, it's just been underscored and reinforced all along the way that there's there's something so powerful about the ability to affect people when we send them a care package 15 years ago. And I'll have someone come up to me and say, I got a care package from you in 2005. Wow. And 
to remember that moment, right? And and that's the impact that, you know, Carolyn Blaschick, our founder, uh, the intent was that anybody who's serving should know that what they do matters, right? That 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 Americans care about what they're doing. And when somebody comes up and tells you that, you know that they've known that for this many years since wow. they received that care package, that someone that doesn't even know them has that impact. That's why I joined. That's why I lead. And that's why I'm, you know, it's a privilege for me to be a part of Operation Gratitude. Well, I, you know, just to echo and I agree with you. I mean, I, I know in my life, uh, James, that there's two things that I say are probably maybe the two most important things that kind of impacted me. And one was when I adopted a belief that I was 100% responsible for my life. Mm. That was the first thing, taking responsibility. And the second one was gratitude, to live every day with gratitude. And every day I keep a gratitude journal when I write down all the things I'm grateful for every day. And to me, that those two things kind of, if, if not, other things, those two things probably impacted my life the most and continue to impact my life going forward. Um, so I agree. I, I, you know, I, I think people don't realize gratitude is such a gift yeah. if you look at it every day. And then if you take active gratitude, like Operation Gratitude does, it becomes even better because you don't just take it from words, but you actually put it in practice, which is pretty amazing. So on that note, I'm going to play a little short video uh, about Operation Gratitude, and then you can explain to the uh, viewers the history of it, what it does, and, and then some other things as we go forward. So Sounds let me great. put it on this video. And here we go. I decided I was going to have to find a way as a civilian to do my part. When my children were younger and they used to go off to summer camp, I would put together care packages just with things that I knew would remind them of home and just let them know that I was thinking about them. So I thought, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send care packages to the troops. Thank, thanks for showing that. that was, that's fantastic. It uh, cap, there's a lot that's captured in there. I'd love to chat about that. Yes, well, you, uh, you know, and 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 we'll go a little further. I'm gonna throw up one more picture because what it is is the 20th yeah. anniversary <laughs> of Operation Gratitude, right? Yeah, so love that. It love started that. there, and now you're going to be having an event coming up next week at the uh, right. uh, forward operating base in Los Angeles. So tell us, tell us the history. Tell us everything, you know, that people who don't know about Operation Gratitude, what it is, what it does and how important it is. Yeah, it, it's it's really an important story. We call it the origin story. And there's so many elements that I think will connect with Americans across the country um, in different ways. So Carolyn Blaschick, who started the organization, really, it starts before the, the actual mission was formed. But I think it's an important part of the story because uh, it's shared by a lot of other uh, grateful Americans. And that that story begins really after 9-11, when she was overcome with a desire to do something 
for the country, right? As as Americans were when we saw that horrific act against uh, against our country, and she wanted to volunteer. In fact, she wanted to volunteer to serve. So she actually went to a recruiting station to to sign up, and they said, "Well, you're in forties, you know, small children, and didn't really fit the the eligibility profile." And so they sent her on her way, but she was not going to be deterred from making a difference and volunteering. So she went and started volunteering in a military lounge at LAX. And while she was there in 2003, a service member came in who was in distress. You know, he was back in LA for his mother's funeral. Um, He was getting ready to deploy over to the Middle East. And he was talking to Carolyn about the fact that he was there for his mother's funeral, but his infant child had passed before that and his wife had left him. And he said to Carolyn, I'm getting ready to deploy uh, overseas. I don't think I'm coming back this time, but it doesn't really matter because I don't think anyone cares anyway. And it was in that moment that the mission for Operation Gratitude was born, that if somebody is serving our country, has, is, is you know potentially going to put their life in harm's way, that they should know we care about that, that, that their service matters to us. And then as you saw in the film, you know, she went home and thought, how can I make a difference? And just started with four care packages. Um, because she knew that that was a meaningful way to send a message to somebody about that you love them and you care about them. And so those four care packs, she didn't have, you know, she didn't know anyone at the time because her family, immediate family wasn't serving. And so I think that's another important element that, you know, we have so many Americans across the country that just because they don't have someone serving doesn't mean they don't appreciate those who do. And I think her, her, her story really is relevant to all of us in that, you know, having that volunteer spirit is important um, for others as well as yourself. And then doing something meaningful can really have a significant uh, effect for people for, for years, if not for their entire life. And so after she sent those four care packages, you know, uh, donations started to come into her. Friends and family started to show up to help. Um, for long, the, the uh, care package, uh, all the things, the contents for the care packages flowed out of the living room and out on the for- front porch and, and, and uh, driveway. And, and then uh, shortly after that, she, she found a common purpose with someone else who, who uh, joined her in that effort in the armory that you're familiar with, right? That uh, mm-hmm. they, they found a local uh, National Guard armory where they could do this. And they would have over a thousand people, 1500 people show up on a Saturday. 1,500 people in the hot, you know, July, August, uh, summer in California to do care packages. Uh, But it it was also a party, right? That it was just people were having a great time because they had that common purpose that they were going to help send a strong message to those who were serving. And they did it alongside other grateful Americans. So regardless of what you thought before you walked in, what you were talking about, you know, any of that, everyone was on the same sheet when they walked in. This is about those those uh, young men and women that are over there serving, and I'm glad I can be here with you to do this. Let's do this together. And that sort of thing is something we got to get back to, right? That um, that 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 was possible, and it is possible for us to do that sort of uh, monumental effort because we still have tens of thousands of, of service members deployed around the world. Uh, just because you know we're not in Afghanistan or Iraq like we were doesn't mean that we don't have uh, men and women deployed in the Pacific, in um, in Eastern Europe for you know Ukraine effort, in the Middle East, uh, in Africa, and so all over our uh, the globe we have men and women who are deployed that need to know that what they do matters. Well, so, yeah. So, so if I if I could, so yeah, please. So 
so she she got a, uh, she started the uh, effort into the armory, and then uh, the the first ten years they were able to do a million care packages. In fact, uh, the millionth care package. Uh, she went with some of the other blue shirts who are those individuals who were, you know, from the very beginning, individuals who showed up every every assembly event. They knew how the operation ran. They were running the operation. They had different roles that they took on and and uh, quickly became like a staff uh, for, you know, uh, functioning like a staff for this operation. And some of them went overseas with her. She um, she had, you know, created these relationships with some of our uh, military leaders and uh, really uh, military members uh, up and down the chain, uh, but she was able to to get uh, approval to go over to uh, to the Middle East and deliver that millionth care package on board the USS Gettysburg, and so that was a pretty significant event. You know, um, Carolyn has a, a quite a she's a very dynamic leader, a very charismatic and dynamic person. You know, I think back to the story that you know the uh, General Hurtling was division commander at the time she'd reached out to him. He was over in the middle East and she said, I'd, I'd like to get a roster of the names for your troops so we can get their names on each care package. And, and uh, he said, I don't think you know who I am. I got 35,000 troops. And she said, I don't think you know who I am. We can, <laughs> we can do 35,000 names on care packages. And she did. And she wow. got them over there. And so, um, so then she delivered that millionth care package and on the way back, you know, she and the other blue shirts realized, you know, we can't stop. We got to keep going. And I think that underscores a really important point, which is our country will always need brave men and women to raise their hand to serve. And they will always need to know that what they do matters. And the third thing I think that's really important is volunteers across America are really important in sending that message. Well, you know, I 100 percent, 100 percent. And I and, and like you said, I know from my experience, the first time I went, I, you know, I was blown away by the the enthusiasm, the energy. Right. Everybody was it was like a big party. It's party. Everybody was just having fun. And it was right. like every everybody was there. Young Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, right. retired people, every nationality, men, everything was there. Right. Exactly. Everybody was there working together, having fun together, getting to know each other together. Yes. But serving. And, and not, you know, putting aside all the other stuff and putting right. aside the worries and the things that are, you know, holding you in life. And just for that period of time, just knowing that it was about doing something for others right. and having a great experience while you're doing it. That's exactly um, right. I mean, it was fabulous. And I, and I made, you know, one of my, who you talked about blue shirt, Bob Donovan, who yeah. obviously became best friends, a brother of mine right. for life. Yeah. Because that experience. So you never know what that does when you go out and you do service, how that's going to change your life for the future as well. So I know for me it did. And I, I you know, I think you're 100 percent right. That people uh, knowing that they can do that. And and then the, the troops and their families, because the other side of it is, you know, started out sending it to the troops and getting it to all. But then you expanded the mission and started taking care of because, you know, their families serve, too. And their families right. go through a hard period of time right. as well. And their kids and being able to send packages to them and to kind of let them know that somebody cares about them. All that was just amazing, I think. But go, go, why don't you explain that a little bit more for I people will. who may not know? Yeah. Um, you know, Carolyn really evolved the program when she saw opportunities that could reinforce that origin story, that mission of uh, honoring those who serve. And so one of the ways we do that is a program for the families that we use battalion buddies. They're stuffed bears that will go to an event and whether it's um, a group or 
uh, a company may um, want us to come in and they'll do a sort of a team building effort and they'll want to stuff these bears and then set, we send them to uh, the deployer before they leave so that they can hand this stuffed bear to their child as a warm hug while they're away. And so that's been enormous. Last year, we did about 20,000 bears. Um, so, so, you know, there's a lot of children over the years that have benefited from volunteers creating these bears, bringing them to life so the deployer can can hand that to their child and know that the, the American public's behind them and their family. And so that, that's been a really important evolution. And then we also expanded to include our first responders, right? Because it really is about serving and potentially putting your life in harm's way. And in that, with those responsibilities, um, we want them to know that, that we understand that could require you to give your life. And that's important to us that, that every day you're doing things that, um, our service before self. You may have a family who's sacrificing. You are sacrificing, right? They give up a lot of things because they don't serve for like a day or hours. They serve for years at a time. And that's a lot of time that they're devoting to the nation or their community. And so these care packages are intended for um, a sort of broad swath of those people who have raised their hand, whether it's a military serving today, veterans who've served, our first responders, uh, firefighters and law enforcement and um, and our basic uh, training recruits, whether it's in law enforcement or in the military, as they're just starting their journey. You know, we we our vision is that everyone that graduates from basic training would get a care package saying thank you for your service. Everyone who deploys would get a care package saying thank you for your service. When they separate, retire, they would be getting a care package. And they're each customized. Right. The goal would be that we get to a point where they all have a name on it for that individual and it's for that experience, right? So we have letters in every care package and we need, and that's a place where we need a lot of help, right? So, so this is a chance to really shout out to, to your audience that if they, if they can write letters for us, it's so appreciated because those letters that go into that care package, whether you started out with uh, dear, dear veteran, dear service member, uh, dear first responder, uh, that goes into a care package for our, for our recruit grads. It says, thanks for starting the journey. For those who are deploying, it says, thanks for going far from home for us. And then those who've who are separating or retiring, it says, thanks for all the sacrifice you made over the years of your service. Well, I think, you know, and yes, that's a call out to anybody who wants to volunteer. I mean, it's just one way to volunteer. There's Absolutely. so many. And you're going you're gonna to talk about in, in a Absolutely. little bit about some of the ways that people can volunteer and serve. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's a special one because I've heard stories, too, of, you know, that people keep the letters that they received, right. especially from the kids. Right. Uh, when a kid writes them a letter for a lifetime, because right. you know you're far away, and it's just, you know, to get something because the the package is cool. What's in the right. package is cool, right. but you know the letter personalizes it and just makes it. Oh, why, why does a human out here who's taking the time to write this handwritten letter to say, you know, I thank you and appreciate you, and and you know I, you know, you're doing something, and and I honor your service in that sense. So yeah, the letters are very special. Uh, and I think for people receiving them, they're even more special. So that's very cool. Yeah, we um, we do get letters from all walks of life. Right. And, um, you know, men, women, children, um, all ages. And they're just it's just a really unique way to touch someone when, you know, when you're reading that somebody that they took the time to to really put down in words. Um, something that is so meaningful as 
you know, thank you for your service. Some of it could be that short. Some of them are, you know, are three pages long, right? That they're, I read, I read one from a young woman. Uh, I imagine she's probably a, a teenager, but she talked about how she hoped that they were taking care of themselves and getting sleep and, and mm -hmm. hydrating and, and eating well and staying away from certain foods, you know, that <laughs> and, and, you know, stay in shape and, you know, make sure that, you know, you dry your hair when you're done with your, you know, take a shower. My, my grandmother told me, you know, you get your hair gets all knotted and, and just, it was just funny. She just went off on all these yeah, little tips. All the way you know, and everything. That's cool. It's exactly what you want to read, right? When you're on there, somebody's telling you all these, all these different things. And then, um, I've seen the ones from children, right? You know, they, they say thank you and the K's backwards, right? Or, right, right. Uh, right. And I love those, right? Stick figures and, and you'll frame them. You will, you know, I've framed those pictures before. So, and, and you'll keep cards and, you know, maybe I'm reading a book at the time and, uh, you know, you get a card from someone and you just put the card in the, in the book and it's another surprise next time you're reading, you know, or flipping through stuff, something. Uh, the card, the letters and cards are, uh, a signature item for us. Uh, it's the first thing on the box when when they open it, uh, that it'll have that card greeting them and saying how much they're loved and cared about. Well, that's very special. Well, you know, once again, uh, let's go a little deeper. We, you got, it's the 20th anniversary. You bet. Next Saturday at Forward, uh, Forward Operating Base up in um, the Chatsworth. Valley, Chatsworth. Uh, you're going to be having an event um, to celebrate that. And also everybody's going to be doing boxes as well. Uh, talk about that. I'm going to share the uh, where people can reach out to Operation Gratitude at the website, on Facebook, on Instagram. But tell us about the 20th anniversary. I'm going to I gotta throw up a little picture of you with the founder. That's you. Yeah, that's Carolyn. That's, yeah. that's great. Um, so and and that's uh, we're doing a deployed troop box there. You can sort of tell by the size. Um, so on the 18th, this coming Saturday at uh, nine o'clock to one o'clock at 9409 Owens Mouth Avenue there in Chatsworth, we are going to put together. Uh, 5,000 care packages for our deployed troops. And it's, it is, it is literally a party and it's a kickoff party for us. It's the kickoff for our anniversary year. We'll, we'll have uh, events throughout the year, both at our Ford operating base there in Chatsworth and in places around the country where we're partnering with others, whether it's a corporate partner or uh, individuals and groups that uh, they're getting together to do things with us. And then we'll culminate that the anniversary uh, on the 9th of December with, uh, with our, finale uh, party, but really excited about having folks come out. Again, you can go out to operationgratitude.com to sign up and uh, find out more about not just the kickoff party that's coming coming up on the 18th, but throughout the year, we'll, we'll definitely be posting about it in, on our website, as well as sending out uh, uh, some of that information on social media. So both on LinkedIn and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you'll see us active on all those locations. We'd love to hear from you too at uh, info at operationgratitude.com. So that's uh, another way to get a hold of us is info at operationgratitude.com. Yeah, I have some of, uh, I, I don't think I have all of them, but I'll just put it up real quick and I'll save it later. Uh, this is just some of the places, the website, the Facebook, uh, locally, the uh, two different pages. So once again, info at operationgratitude.com. So step back for a second. Obviously people can show up on the 18th. They can come to this going to be an incredible event and, and be part of that and go through the uh, information and go through the website to find out the information at the forward operating base. How can people get involved nationwide as volunteers? Uh, obviously go to your page and your page will uh, link them to volunteers. But what's, what are some of the things that people do as volunteers? 
right and led is obviously showing up at the whenever this boxing days happening what else do people do as members of uh, volunteers for operation gratitude there's really a lot of ways that you can contribute to the contents of the care package or shipping the care package as well as the assembly event right so when you think about the contents of the care package, obviously the letter we talked about, but we also do these paracord bracelets, which over the years have become quite a feature for our, for our care package. Um, but previously it was, you know, a bracelet that would attach on your wrist. Now we've got what is a, a paracord lanyard, which you could hang it on uh, your backpack, your ruck, your belt, you know, you could, uh, fasten it around your wrist if you wanted to use it that way. Um, and it's actually a lot easier to construct, but on our website, you can find the, the video on how to do it. You can make those and we put those in the care package. And that's important because those paracord bracelets or now lanyard are multifunction tools for our first responders and our, and our military members who are serving that they might be able to, you know, you can, you know, uh, take it apart in about five seconds or less and, and then use that paracord for any sort of, you know, you, you need to tie something down if you're out in the field. Um, we've had people use it for emergencies, whether it's medical emergencies or to call in a, you know, chopper with a, a light stick on it. Um, there, there's just so many uses for it that, uh, that our military members and first responders really appreciate getting those. And that's just one other way to do that. Then you can uh, also contribute to the care package on, on our website. You can donate uh, to the shipping of the care package and then showing up in some places where you can do both an assembly and there also might be an opportunity to distribute. Um, so we stood up our first chapter in San Antonio this year. And what's been beautiful about that is you know, they're sort of from the beginning to end. So there's letter writing in some of the Starbucks stores. Uh, they, they have tables that are uh, sort of a permanent uh, addition in that store where customers and partners can write letters. Those are uh, combined and, and put into uh, care packages there in town. Those care packages that are taken out to the basic training for those uh, graduating military members there in San Antonio. And they'll have some of the, the community it could be Starbucks or, or some of our other uh, partners target. Um, just local civilians who just want to show up and say thank you. We'll actually hand these to those uh, individuals as they're getting on their bus to go to their tech training. And it's just really a fantastic opportunity. So from what you can do online, you can do it as an individual. Maybe you do it as a group. Uh, maybe it's a church group or a classroom. We've got lots of teachers that do these as service projects for their classrooms. Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts and um, all the different sort of teams we have a lot of individuals that take this into their companies and use these for team building efforts in their company. And I think a lot of the companies understand how important this is to their employees um, feeling a part of something special, right? Because of the reasons we talked about with showing gratitude, that it builds a sort of uh, individual resilience, but also a team component. I remember going to one of the events um, with a corporate partner and we kind of were going around the room talking about, you know, their volunteer experiences and, you know, why Operation Gratitude and uh, sort of spontaneously in three different sessions with different uh, individuals, they said, I look forward to this all year long. And it was because I think of what they take away as an individual, it makes them feel better, but also as a part of a team that feels better. Well, I know when I, when I volunteered up at the, uh, both at the um, 
operating base now in Chatsworth, but the previous one at the National Guard Center, there was a lot of companies that sent their uh, whole company there to work on a Saturday to do it. You know, uh, uh, companies in the film industry, entertainment industry, as well as a bunch of others. And then, of course, schools, they brought their whole class to do it. And, you know, and, and you're right, it's, it's that team building together, everybody working together in service um, beyond what they do in their other life, in right. their careers, is something special. Um, one thing I know you you want to do, but I, I'll give you an opportunity to do it. But I've met I think you have a great team. I've had the opportunity to know some of the team up at the, in Chatsworth and before to Stacy and some of the rest of the Absolutely. team. up there. And I think your team both up in um, in Chatsworth, but also I'm sure in D.C. And I've just had minor some communications with them. You know, it this wouldn't be possible if you didn't have such a great team. Absolutely right. I think I'm, you know, want to just give you a minute to give a shout out to them yeah. because yeah. it takes them to be able to put this all together, obviously. And I think we both know that it's like, you know, we're an individual and then it's the team that really puts it together. It is. Um, I'll, so I'll tell you, we have about uh, just over 30 folks that are on the staff uh, and that staff is really spread across the country. But we have about a dozen of them that are there at the Ford operating base in Chatsworth. And it does take a whole team. I learned this early on in my career uh, in the military is that we don't do anything on our own. And, and I definitely know I don't do anything on my own. So, you know, I, I have to uh, I do a lot of prayer and, and a lot of uh, and, and a lot of relying on other people. And and um, hopefully they, they feel that appreciation that they're a part of a team that's something special that they know that, too. Right. That that none of us do anything on our own. And, and for the folks that will join us on Saturday, you'll see that you'll see yeah. um, my staff members, you know, John mentioned Stacy, and there's a whole host of, uh, you know, over uh, 10 folks there that will join in the volunteer effort on their weekend. To do this, right. Absolutely. They're all, every one of them has yes. a volunteer spirit. Every one of them just, you know, it's, there's no stop in them. Yes. And then, of course, then you expand it down and you like you said, you have the blue shirts, which are these people who have been volunteering yeah, for years. That's and that's right. another big group that, that's you know, right. it is an amazing group of, of individuals who've committed so much of their time and their life to this. Yep. Um, and you just can't but yep. appreciate people like that when you see them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a well-oiled machine. We have opportunities throughout the week for individuals to come and volunteer. We have, um, you know, a number of people that just day in and day out, they show up and they help do things like break down product to prepare for the next assembly event, or they screen letters, uh, or they help to do quality control on some of the bears. They sort of find their niche and it's just wonderful. They, they come in and, and they go to work and it's just, it's just a really great sort of family feeling. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I know one day that I went to, there was like, um, I don't know, maybe eight to 10 police officers from a police station who came and all worked together with us. We were doing it. And once again, you get a chance to have these conversations with them. Yeah. So here they are doing service in their right. life and their right. career. Right. And then they're doing more service, right. you know, volunteer. That's and, right. you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's probably true for you, but that just impresses me. It does. You know? it does. I just get impressed by people like that. And it just makes me go, wow. You know, I'm just makes me feel grateful to that I get to meet people like that and know people like that and know that, you know, the world is made up a lot of, of these people. Yeah. I think they, I think they get the pay it forward uh, sort of uh, mentality, right. That service is in their blood right. and, um, and it's sort of leadership by example. hundred percent. So 
going forward, what what's some of the, I mean, the, the vision for Operation Gratitude this year? Um, where are you taking it? What's some of the, the things that you can share you uh, that you want to accomplish? And then, then I want to have you kind of close out anything you want to share as we uh, wrap up. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when I first came on, you'd mentioned about a pivot. The pivot ha actually happened just before I came on. So in in uh, the pandemic, the uh, organization pivoted because people couldn't get together and and do the assembly events. And so there was a lot of bulk shipments. So we still wanted those individuals who are serving to feel the love of the American people. So there was bulk shipments sent, not as many of the individually packaged because we just couldn't get together. And when I came on board, we were kind of getting through that period and people started, you know, wanted to get together. And so we sent out about 135,000 care packages in 2021 of the individually. Now, last year we sent out uh, over 280,000 care packages individually, but our goal is to get to a place where it's over a million care packages a year. And that will require us to have chapters in across the, across America, right? Where there are volunteer chapters, like the one we stood up in San Antonio, where we're looking for people that want to lead a chapter where they can do things like uh, fundraising, or they can do things like getting people together to write letters, or they can get do things like assembly events or distributions to to, volunt, uh, to veterans and to first responders, or to some military that might be in their in their uh, location they're deploying. That's the goal. So it's uh, you know over a million is a, a, is a big uh, steep climb for us, but we know that there are grateful Americans across the country who want to join us in that journey. And and how many chapters do you have now? So we just stood up that one chapter. We wanted to make sure we got that perfect. So that chapter last year supported over 30,000 care packages for our recruit graduates, as well wow. as servicing veterans in that community and first responders in that community. So we're looking at a, a couple of other communities that, that want to come forward and, and raise their hand to, to, to uh, lead a, a chapter of volunteers. And uh, so we'll be coming to a, a, a community near you. The other point I would make, and, and you've said this before, you know, we did over three point. Uh, 5 million care packages, um, you know, uh, going into last year, we're over three and 3.8 million care packages now on our March to 4 million. And so wow. really encouraging people to join us at events like the one on Saturday, but all throughout this year to get us to the 4 million uh, care package and really excited about sharing with everyone how that journey is going on our website. You know, and just to finish up once again, anybody watching this, anybody who's listened to this, heard the message of active gratitude, the message of service to others, anyone that this resonates with, there's so many ways that you can get involved. Obviously, you can volunteer, go on operationgratitude.com's page. You can write letters. You can make the, the bracelets he's, uh, James is talking about. You can share your, this uh, Operation Gratitude on your social media so people get to know about this organization so others can come to it. There's, there's so many little and big ways that you can be involved. But um, I, I guess, you know, the message is be involved, get involved, do it, you know, take action, be grateful, you know, have that gratitude and then put that gratitude into practice. Um and that way you can help change somebody's life, you know, even if it's only one person. Anything you want to uh, wrap up? Because for me, I just say, you know, uh, the people I've met in Operation Gratitude over the years have been some just amazingly great people that's touched my life. And I just feel that, um, you know, the little bit of service that I've done through Operation Gratitude, you know, um, has been just every time it's been a great experience for me. So I've always been grateful for having that time and that experience. So I just want to share it and tell other people, you know, to get involved in any way they can with Operation Gratitude. You know, it, it's it's not going to do anything but make your life better by doing it. Exactly so, right. You exactly know, right. Um, 
but you 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 take it away with any uh, closing comments uh, that you want to make. And, and before you do that, I just want to say I'm I'm just honored to have met you and to you know hear your service. And once again, you know I I think that I've been blessed. One of the things that I've been the richest in life is the people that I get to meet, like yourself, who are people of doing service to make the world better. And, and I've just known so many people like that. And every time I meet another one, I say, well, I guess God's given me another one to know. Right. But, you know, I'm, I'm always honored and honored to have met you and honored to know what you're continuing to do with this mission in your life, your new mission. So go, let me stop and you go ahead and take it from there. Well, first, I want to say thank you, John. It's a it's a privilege and a pleasure to know you. It's um, I just thank you for who you are and what you do. And, uh, you know, this show is such an uplifting show. I've watched your other shows and encourage others to, to tune in and, and see some of the others that you've done and watch what's coming up, because what you're doing is so powerful and uplifting. Um, and, and we need that more than ever uh, across our society. And so thank you for that. I would just finish by saying, um, you know, our country needs brave men and women more than ever to raise their hand to serve. We always will. We know that. And they will always need to know that what they do matters. And volunteers saying that in meaningful ways is critical um, for the for the future. I believe of our country. You know, we're facing our country's facing some real challenges in recruiting. It's a national imperative. Uh, I had a chance to visit with uh, some of our soldiers deployed <clears throat> deployed to Poland last fall, and I can tell you that. If people think that we don't have men and women deployed, they're wrong. We have people all over the world deployed, and we really need to send them a strong message of how much we're behind them. Uh, and, and it's in times like this when I think sometimes they can be forgotten. And so I appreciate everyone that's tuning into your your show today, um, that they that they spent the time to, to uh, tune into this show. And I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting some of them uh, either on the 18th next Saturday or throughout my travels around the country at our different events and online at operationgratitude.com. Well, thank you so much once again. Thank you for taking the time. I look forward to uh, reconnecting with you in person on the 18th up at the, the event. And uh, that should be a good, a, not a good day, a great day. And so, you know, for everybody, there's so much to do. Um, get out there and, and get involved, volunteer. Um, check out Operation Gratitude's page. I'm just going to put it up uh, real quick once again so you have it and you can always come back to it. This is where you can reach Operation Gratitude at operationgratitude.com. And of course, you look up for Operation Gratitude on Facebook, on Instagram. There's so many ways to stay involved and stay uh, uh, aware of what they're doing. And then share, share what they're doing as well on your social media. Thank you for your service throughout all the years in the military and what you've done for the country and the nation and what you continue to do in this capacity, James. It's been an honor and uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, share it with me and, and the people who are watching the show. Thanks for your time, John. Look forward to seeing you. All right. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Right. I'm going to put you. All right. Um, all right, everyone. So I just want to kind of wrap up. I hope uh, that you really uh, enjoyed the show. And that today's message of gratitude and action and service to others that um, Major General uh, James Johnson, uh, CEO of Operation Gratitude, shared with you his history of uh, service throughout his whole life, both in the military as a civilian. I hope it inspired you and gave you uh, a little bit of uh, energy to figure out a way that you can volunteer. And hopefully Operation Gratitude is one way. So definitely check out Operations Gratitude's page. And um, if anybody... Um, who watched the show. If you have any feedback, please reach out to me. If you have any questions about how to reach out, 
grace and gratitude reach out to me as way as well and join us every sunday at 2 p.m and meet some of the great friends that i'm blessed to know and uh, live courageously and here's a, a, a picture of the next show next week two uh, military veteran filmmakers and actor friends of mine twins so that'll be the first time i'm doing a show with uh, two people at the same time two twins um but join us next sunday and once again uh, may you make your life a masterpiece and god bless you until i see you next sunday